Welcome to the Real Estate Syndication Show. Whether you are a seasoned investor or building a new real estate business, this is the show for you. Whitney Sewell talks to top experts in the business. Our goal is to help you master real estate syndication. And now your host, Whitney Sewell. This is your daily real estate syndication show. I'm your host, Whitney Sewell. Today, our guest is Sean Doherty. Thanks for being on the show, Sean. Uh, thanks for having me. Sean is a vice president at Integro Insurance Brokers. He is a third generation in insurance broker. He assists and consults business owners, including real estate owners, with their property and casualty insurance and risk management needs. Sean, thanks again for being on the show today. I'm, I'm really looking forward to getting into this topic about insurance because I, I don't know uh, that I've had too many on the show, if any, that you know really dive in about insurance. Um, so, you know, give the listeners maybe a little more about your background and, and then, you know, the, we'll get into this, this thing, this topic of insurance. Yeah. So I definitely appreciate being on the show. Yeah. Just a little bit more of a background on me. So yeah, I'm third generation uh, in the business and I work for uh, Integro Insurance Brokers. Um, as of January 31st, uh, Integro's insurance company was purchased by a larger company called Epic uh, Insurance Consultants. And uh, we have about 2,000 employees across the nation um, have multiple offices in various metros. And um, so, yeah, I'm kind of the risk management department for many businesses, including uh, real estate owners. And so we kind of help consult, you know, like uh, the legal um, or as an attorney and also accounting. And so we kind of just handle the insurance aspect. So um, love the insurance uh, aspect. It's, uh, you know, a pillar to the economy. Uh, lenders wouldn't, you know, be giving out loans without, you know, making sure they're protected. So, um, I just want to talk about a little bit today of kind of a little bit of the nuts and bolts of an insurance uh, policy and kind of what to look for on the key coverages uh, when you're setting somebody up, and also how to maybe even vet out an insurance broker if you're just getting started, and what to look for when you're buying your first uh, purchase. Um, yeah, I wanted to be on here today because it's a uh, podcast have been uh, instrumental. I'm also a real estate investor um, and uh, even raising capital uh, for larger multifamily deals as well. So um, we are happy to discuss any of that as well. Uh, that's a big passion of mine. I enjoy it. And but uh, so I protect assets and uh, help grow wealth. That's kind of my mission. So. Yeah, that's awesome. And, you know, why don't you get us started and, you know, just as far obviously the commercial real estate field, you know, what, what are some things, um, you know, let's, I guess, try to uh, take it way down, you know, on a really basic level to somebody that's just getting into the commercial space and trying to figure out, you know, this, what, you know, where do we even start with trying to find the correct insurance and what are some key things we need to know? Yeah, I think um, kind of some basic fundamentals is uh, you want to find somebody who has uh, expertise in that realm. So um, definitely, you know, maybe ask around, maybe if you're leaning on your team um, in terms of like a property manager or a lender, find out who's in the space. Um, so maybe get references um, to the point where you want to have somebody who's guiding you through the process. There is a lot of uh, insurance jargon. Um, so you need to understand like what the language is, how the intention, because the insurance policies could be hundred, couple hundred pages. So uh, you want to make sure 
what you're doing is transferring that risk to the insurance company and make it as clean as possible. You know, if there's ever a loss, then you have that to lean on uh, when a claim happens. So, and then uh, some other tips is you know finding out what resources maybe the insurance provider can help you. Uh, maybe they can even help on the risk prevention side. And, um, and what if there's ever a claim, how are they going to help you um, through the process? So do I need, uh, you know, a different insurance uh, broker for, uh, say, different asset classes even? Or, you know, or is it just going to be somebody that specializes in commercial, uh, you know, as opposed to somebody that, ins- you know, carries insurance on my on my house? Am I going to call them for a for a commercial property? And then am I also going to use the same person for across different uh, asset classes? Uh, I think it uh, varies. You might have somebody, I think you need to vet people out, making sure they got value. Um, So with like personal lines, the home and auto, um, that's pretty cookie cutter, simple kind of risks. Um, So if you get a little more complexities with commercial insurance, you want somebody who's in that space. Um, or somebody who's got the resources back behind them to be able to make sure that, you know, the proper protections in place. So how would I go about uh, vetting a, an insurance broker or maybe give us some questions that, you know, so I, I can make sure I'm dealing with somebody that, that I want to do business with long term? Yeah, I think you, you want to find out like, uh, you know, what's their, their backgrounds? Um, how are they in the space? Maybe, um, in the sense of like what insurance companies and then how, what are they going to do and kind of walking through kind of the expectations um, just for somebody who's starting out kind of a key tip is, you know, you might going to go through probably some uh, maybe lengthy application in your mind uh, questions that you're going to have to answer in terms of like, okay, what's the square footage. And you probably have this for your offering memorandums and everything, the square footage, the construction type, uh, when's the updates been done on on the actual structure and uh, finding out what components are at that property and it's like is it easy access for there's ever a fire is there swimming pools uh, you'll have to provide all those facts and data to whoever your provider is uh, so they can essentially build you up a strong policy mm. so you know as far as uh you know, like their background, you know, I, I mean, I wouldn't know. So like if I'm asking them about their background, is that going to be, you know, are you going to be focused on like this many years in the industry or, or, I mean, what else could I ask them about their background to, to vet them? So I think, yeah, you can find out like uh, what um, insurance companies they're going to go to in the sense of like who the key players are um, finding out like, okay, we have maybe an exclusive program that's in this, niche. Um, or it could be, we have, uh, these reputable companies. And so with an insurance broker, you, hopefully you have somebody that has options to you. And that's the great thing is that they should be able to provide multiple options, be able to pro- provide, you know, the pros and maybe some cons and, and then think about, um, ways of, you know, if there's something does happen that you have protection. What are some, uh, some, you know, key coverages, you know, that you would recommend, uh, I mean, what what are different coverages that we should think about? And, and uh, I don't know, walk us through that. So I think, yeah, big components is like understanding um, 
you know, the nuts and bolts of an insurance policy. There's some, uh, you know, understanding the, the construction type. Um, so you can have like a proper building limit. So you want to know what like kind of the rebuild cost is. Um, and then if you're first starting out, uh, you might get a policy that's uh, called a business owner's policy. And that's combining the general liability and the property components. And uh, there's something for like business interruption or loss of rent. And the built-in policy could be, uh, there's no dollar figure for it. It might be actual loss sustained as a terminology, uh, but there is a time limit. And they build in maybe 12 months and you should have somebody who's kind of proactive in the sense of like seeing what additional time you can get, maybe 18 to 24 months um, on that kind of component. And that's a big on the loss of rent. So if you ever have a fire in the building, you want to still collect rents and, you know, pay off investors, you know, making sure that um, you can help with your tenants as well. Uh, ordinance and law coverage is a big component too. Um, in the sense of you have an older building that may not be sprinklered. Um, and then if it burns down, you need to get up to new codes and it varies by each Metro across the different States. But, uh, so you have to put sprinklers in if it's a kind of a newer building out in uh, California where I am. So, um, and then, yeah, on the liability portion. So you want to make sure that um, if you have larger assets that you are understanding what limits you get. So maybe a policy is built into a, a 1 million uh, occurrence, 2 million aggregate. So you want to possibly get higher limits and you get like an umbrella uh, quote to build a, something does happen you can you transfer that and that comes into play a lot on like slip and fall type of claims so uh, if you're found negligent um, you can actually you know have the insurance company defend you in the uh, sense that you're going through all kinds of legal costs in that regard wow so you know what about uh like uh earthquake and flood and you know uh, there's there's been some hurricanes recently right that's destroyed lots of properties and uh, you know what are some things you know should i really think about you know having an earth earthquake or uh, earthquake coverage or flood insurance or you know those types of things or is it just when they're in a flood zone or you know help, help me figure out if i need those things yeah so if you have your insurance broker providers um they Part of their due diligence is, you know, be able to measure out like what the risks are. If they're in California, that earthquake is a big you know, risk out here, especially in the Bay Area. Uh, there's been a lot of fires up and down the northern and southern California, unfortunately. Um, and then if you are in a flood zone, yeah, that's going to be required by a lender. Uh, but maybe they have some data capabilities to show you that okay, you have, you're just outside the flood zone. So if there's everything that's happening that you can actually get here of the flood insurance, and that's a different component. Um, so with insurance policies, you have to maybe build and get a separate policy. Um, and that might be a, a difference in conditions where you might get a flood um, or earthquake insurance in that regard. So, you know, as far as in the I'll tell you what, in the syndication business, when we're, you know, looking at uh, properties and we're doing due diligence and we're, you know, putting LOIs on, on, pro on deals, you know, when in the process, let's say, you know, I'm just brand new and I'm just getting started. And so I don't know when to contact somebody like yourself, you know, when, when do I do that? And how, what does that relationship look like when I'm, I'm just, you know, the listener that's just looking at their first few properties? 
I would recommend, I mean, it's, uh, I hear with the valuable team members with syndication, you know, property managers, your lender, the insurance is going to be a, an aspect. So I would recommend getting them involved as soon as possible, really, in the sense of you're already having conversations with property managers, lenders, might as well start vetting an insurance broker out and getting them involved. They might be a huge asset to you in the sense of like, hopefully maybe they'll walk the property with you. If you're going to go and acquire, um, they can kind of point out like if you have an older roof, they can kind of walk you through in the sense of like, okay, you have a 25 year old roof. Uh, the being that it's older roof, the insurance companies look at it a little bit riskier. They kind of cap it out and in a sense, maybe it's an actual cash value on the lost settlement piece where that comes into the, the play is that it's the limit might be less because it's factoring in depreciation. So you can kind of maybe they can help guide you through kind of uh, components of like, okay, maybe this will make me a, a more of a sound uh, risk management um, and with my investors and um, with for buying this property. So, you know, what else about what, what else about insurance should I be asking you that I wouldn't even know to ask you? I think, yeah, when you're buying your first property is, I think the components is, um, you know, part of the due diligence, ask for the copy of the policy um, and then getting loss runs. Uh, that's the loss history. So that's uh, factored in, um, you know, you have the, the actual property itself with the year built, uh, the, the factors there, but the big component as well is your loss history of that property. So you need to ask for ideally five years um, and the, the insurance company will have something on their letterhead showing, okay, it's uh, no losses here the last five years. Great. So then you kind of move forward. And if you have losses, they're going to want to know what's being done to future prevent these type of losses happening. So um, definitely get that up front. Um, that would help your uh, insurance broker provider. And then you would actually have more accurate pricing per unit uh, if for that. So, oh, you know, that's something we hadn't talked about yet. But what about cost uh, per unit or, uh, you know, what's some, I guess, some figures we should kind of, a rough ballpark at least, keep in our mind when we're uh, looking at uh, due diligence and underwriting underwriting properties, specifically multifamily? Yeah, so it, it can vary by metro and what exactly is on the insurance policy. The, um, so there might be something missing. So, um, but I've, what I've seen is, you know, looking at a lot of deals uh, myself and then helping out um, various clients, it could be, you know, somewhere around 250, 285, 320 per door. And that's for on the larger, you know, multifamily kind of aspect. So um, it can vary, um, but you want to make sure um, what you're buying is a strong policy because it might be missing something that you don't have. Um, and one component that uh, could be overlooked right now, and you can kind of hear about with larger companies, is on the cyber data breach. Um, if you pay attention to the news, it's you know the Marriotts, Equifax, Yahoo. There's a whole slew of companies. Um, so it's it's only going to happen more and more with the small businesses. It it's it is happening, and uh, you want to definitely if you're hosting. Any data uh, that's personal identifiable information in terms of your social security numbers, your bank accounts, you want to make sure either your 
syndication group has it and also even your property manager. Anybody's hosting or uh, dealing with that data, they're, they're, they're vulnerable. Um, and it's, it's inexpensive in these days for buying the cyber data breach. Um, so if anyone's, yeah, if you have your property manager paying out the investors, it's definitely something that should be considered. Hmm. That, that's interesting. And I was thinking about the data that I have or, you know, what am I storing on uh, different people and how do I have that stored? Is it protected? And and so is that the cyber uh, data insurance? Is that something uh, like even a, a very small business or, you know, uh, just a couple employees should should look into? I mean, or is that or, you know, something at much larger scale? We offer it. Uh, we definitely it's a conversation from uh, a small business could be a retail shop to you know, the larger businesses where they might even have like contractual obligations to even purchase it. So, uh, it's definitely a conversation and you know, it's, uh, even like a retail shop or their, their point of sale system could be vulnerable and cause a data breach. I mean, it, that happens. Um, it's, it's definitely happening way more often than say 10 years ago. So, um, it's something to be considered and yeah, I would definitely recommend it. Well, I mean, since you are, um, you know, you're, you're experienced in raising capital and, and on that side of the business, is that something you would, you would suggest for somebody in your shoes as far as raising capital in the syndication business, as far as cybersecurity and say, say you have a, a big network of investors? What, I mean, I mean, really, you're, you're not going to have bank account. Well, I mean, I, I guess <laughs> to some extent you could, you know, uh, have bank account information, routing numbers, all those things, you know, so I was just thinking about. Uh, you know, how that would apply to, to our business. Yeah. So it's something that, uh, you know, if I'm investing in a deal that I would want to make sure that they have uh, some strong components to it. And, you know, even though they might have a great IT system and, you know, all kinds of security in place, things happen. So it's uh, something that should be recommended. And I would definitely, if I was in their shoes, definitely buy it. Okay. Okay. And so now maybe on the, uh, you know, raising capital side, you know, um, Sean, tell us the, the hardest part uh, of the syndication process for you so far. Um, I think the hardest part right now is just um, really getting the, the, the building up the network in the sense of like, I'm just starting out. So I'm just uh, kind of really broadcasting myself, um, putting myself out there. So um, it's, is in the sense of just walking through the the nuts and bolts of the deal um, and be able to kind of walk them through how this is a, a great opportunity versus maybe the stock market, how that's so volatile. Um, and this is pretty predictable. And it's, in my mind, relatively conservative, um, a way to really grow wealth. And what what's a way that you've recently improved your business that we could apply to ours? Uh, one thing that I've definitely using in my business, um, in the sense of what I do on my day to day job. And then, uh, what kind of capital raising, um, we're looking to use kind of components of scheduling time. So looking into, uh, a Canly, uh, service in the sense of we're able to block off time and be able to be efficient with scheduling time. Uh, there's another service called Grammarly. And so if you want somebody to help like proofread any of your uh, emails or, you know, blog posts, that can help uh, making sure that it looks professional. 
Yeah, so I, I, I use a service called a pointlet. It's almost the same thing as a cal- as Calendly, but highly recommend using one of those for sure and Grammarly as, as well. Um, but w- what's the number one thing that's contributed to your success? There's some of the components of like hearing a lot on the podcast. I've uh, done a lot of listening to that. So I'm in the car, you know, hour and a half. I try to listen to a podcast, learn something. Uh, I really kind of take into heart of, you know, obviously taking education, research, but I think the biggest component is taking action. So, but if you can be a, have analysis paralysis, but um, you learn a lot by by doing. So, uh, my recommendation is, yeah, obviously get a foundation of understanding what you're doing, but take action. That's um, that's what I try to live by. What's a uh, what's a, a big way you took action? Maybe the first time or most recent? Uh, just in the sense I've wanted to, I've loved the real estate syndication model and wanted to kind of spread the word. So, um, just, I think having the courage to do it, uh, recently and uh, starting uh, my own business in that sense up. Uh, so I'm, I'm proud of right now and that, uh, look forward to, you know, helping out um, investors and help grow their wealth. Nice. And, and Sean, um, how, how do you like to give back? Um, definitely looking to, um, get back kind of with my time. So in the sense of, uh, I think a goal of mine is I want to be able to get into some some charity work, um, and just be able to volunteer, um, and being kind of immersed. And so kind of helping out uh, various businesses, businesses, individuals, um, with their kind of their mission. Nice. Nice. And, uh, Sean, tell the listeners how they can learn more about you and your company. Hey, you can get a hold of me. I'll give you my email. It's a bit lengthy as I have a long spelling name, but it's Sean uh, period Doherty at integrogroup.com. So that's S H A U G H N period Doherty D A U G H E R T Y at I N T E G R O group.com. We'll have that in the show notes as well. And uh, you can also get a hold of me on my cell phone at uh, 209-601-2288. Great. Thank you so much, Sean, for being on the show and, and providing some, some valuable insights into insurance, which you know we don't get to talk about too often or probably often enough because uh, it's definitely uh, extremely important. Um, but uh, thanks again for your time and being on the show. I, I appreciate the listeners being with us today. I hope they'll also go to LifeBridge Capital and connect with me and be sure and join the Facebook group, The Real Estate Syndication Show on Facebook and where we can all network and, and grow our businesses together. We'll talk to each of you tomorrow. Thank you for listening to The Real Estate Syndication Show brought to you by LifeBridge Capital. LifeBridge Capital works with investors nationwide to invest in real estate while also donating 50% of its profits to assist parents who are committing to adoption. LifeBridge Capital, making a difference, one investor and one child at a time. Connect online at www.lifebridgecapital.com for free material and videos to further your success.